praise the Lord. Thank you all so much. Interceding. Now the idea is though is not just do it now and forget about it. Just uh, let's remember our suffering brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. And uh, one day we're all going to be united together. They know how to dance. And I was in a conference back in 2020, and it was with the, uh, uh, the Maasai. you talking about how to, no, there's Africans that dance. The Maasai, they jump, they jump. Oh, man. And, and let me tell you, but you talking about God in the house and worship going on, I will never forget it. <laughs> oh, man. Praise the Lord. Oh, it was great to see Butch and Sue yesterday, too, and they made it back safely in all their travels and all that they experienced. A tough trip home, he said. And uh, Amen. The Lord is our strength. Thank you for giving. Uh, always thank you for giving, uh, but not just to the ministry here, but uh, how you give extra and above and beyond. Thank you for all of that um, in the different ways you do it. Uh, uh, and then for Aaron's staff last month. This month is uh, we are supporting Voice of the Martyrs. Everything we give is going to go above and beyond. We'll go to Voice of the Martyrs. Now that's only for three weeks because... So this week, next Sunday, and the third Sunday, uh, all the extra off. The fourth Sunday after Thanksgiving, we're going to start. We're going to start raising funds for the widows and orphans through YWAM, Youth with a Mission, uh, and John McCallway's ministry, uh, where they were able to minister to a thousand widows and orphans last year. And some, I don't know how many came to Christ last year. He's already. Yeah, contacted me and asked if we would be willing to join them again, and I said yes. And yes, it's in Arusha, the tan north, northern Tanzania. But they reach and do ministry all into Kenya as well. And uh, and some tribes, matter of fact, remember this past year or two, there's a tribe there that uh, never, never heard the gospel ever. Never heard of Jesus, didn't know who he was. And now uh, through a miracle that happened there, a water miracle, uh, it was um, the whole town, the whole village, this particular village came to Christ and they got a church established there and God's moving and it's just wonderful. So, so those, and we just have to have the money to them by December 17th, so the last week of November and the first two weeks of December we'll give to that mission. But, so the first three weeks will go to uh, Voice of the Martyrs. And um, so thank you for that. Uh, Doc's going to come and collect the offering if you have uh, something to give that's not online or not in text or not <laughs> or some other way that you give. Some people give through the mail. And so, Doc, give a blessing, will you? Amen. Knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. 
You're my joy, you're my all. You're my. How's the rest of it go? Best, you're my And that's why we have worship team leaders around here to help us. Thank you. Love that song. Praise the Lord. And thank you, team, for today, the good songs. All right, we're going to pick up where we did last week. So if you go, if you will return with me to Galatians chapter 5, uh, we are going to look at this subject. And we sang about it today. I want to talk to you about freedom. Uh, I guess you, you people might like it. Do you all like freedom? it myself um, little Abel thank you. we're glad you're joining us up here too you've been a good boy this morning yeah. God has brought us into some freedoms okay and these are deep, and these are rich, and they are real. Uh, greater than freedoms that we actually even know as citizens here in the United States. And, and even though many of those freedoms are vastly and quickly going away. Uh, matter of fact, there was a, a, a stat out two or three, four years ago that there are probably more freedoms in the land of Sweden than we have here. And we call ourselves the land of the free and the brave, and I know... We have many brave ones, but I don't know about that phrase, land of the free. But in Christ, we have some freedoms, and they are thrilling to know about. And verse 1 of chapter 5 actually makes this uh, clear, and we even sang about it then today, where it says that it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, and I'm going to let you read the rest of it because it's very important, so go ahead. And King James, I says, thinks, says, don't be entangled again to a yoke of bondage. Okay? I bring that up on purpose. Okay? So keep, look to your neighbor and just challenge them to keep standing firm. Will you do that? And, and tell them, tell your neighbor, don't let yourself become entangled again in the yoke of slavery. Now, it took me 37 minutes last week to introduce this and go through the subject and go through point one. <laughs> now, there's three more points. So 37 times three is what? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, there's this freedom. He is, like, jump down jump down we're going to come back to verse one later but verse five says of that chapter just without having to go read through the whole chapter 
so verse 5 says, uh, I'm going to let y'all read that too. I'm just going to teach today's on. He's known in the Bible as the Spirit of Grace. He's got other titles, but he's known as the Spirit of Grace. So it's by grace through what? Faith. All right, so it's by the work of the Holy Spirit through faith and that we are waiting. We are waiting. Some of us have been waiting a while, but even our lifetime is just a brief moment. We are waiting for the hope. Okay, our hope is Christ himself, the hope of righteousness. Now, I want you to understand this verse. We're not waiting for righteousness. We're waiting for the hope of righteousness. You have been, if, for those of you that have placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you have already been declared what? Righteous. So I'm, I'm looking at righteous ones today. But it's the hope of that righteousness. Uh, the, the ones who are unrighteous and don't have this righteousness of God, they don't have hope. Uh, they got some kind of facsimile of hope, but they don't have true hope. And, uh, but we're waiting for the hope of that righteousness, of righteousness, as, as I understand this verse. And that hope is Christ himself, and he is on the way, okay? Um, as I heard Jensen Franklin preach this morning, he was talking about Israel, and, and Jesus says, you know, when you see the fig tree rise back up, and it comes in, you know, speaking of Israel, and when you see Israel reconstituted as a nation, in that generation, Matthew 24, in that time, in that generation, you know, the Lord's gonna come. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's a few things, few things we have to go through first, but uh, uh, anyway, and, and of course, the reason I thought of Jensen Franklin is because, of course, that's that's where Scott and Leah live, and just about ten minutes away from his church, and that's where little Luke goes to uh, go to school, and um, um, uh, daycare, preschool, what is it? Yeah, preschool, and uh, but. Uh, he had Perry Stone come in and uh, to preach a Sunday night, just one Sunday night. But then after that service, they asked him to stay Monday night and Tuesday night, which he did. That's turned into two weeks. They've been a two-week revival over there and packed every night. <laughs> anyway, of course, the whole theme has just been what's going on in Israel now, the end of the age, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and of course, I don't agree everything with, with Perry Stone, but, uh, but he's got a lot of good things to say. And obviously, God's moving. Folks are getting saved. And hallelujah. So, for we, so everything we're doing in our life is through the Spirit, okay? And it's by faith, all right? So, that's how we began our Christian experience, and that's how we're going to continue it. It's through the Spirit. It's by faith. And then, of course, let me repeat this again down in verse, um, verse 6. For in Christ Jesus, if you're in relationship and in union with him, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision, the Jewish sign, nor uncircumcision, it doesn't mean anything in Christ. One, one way or the other, it, it doesn't mean anything. But what does mean something is what? But faith working, say it, through Love, but faith working through love. That's what means something. Now, you say you have faith, but you have no works or actions to back it up. I, I'm going to call you a liar. 
Well, that's because I can only say that. I can say that because the Bible says that. Because if you say that, you know, uh, but faith, faith, we know without actions, without works, is is dead. And uh, but faith working, faith if it's true, man, it's it's going to have some actions, and it's going to happen through love. And so we know that one of the greatest um, freedoms that He has brought us into, uh, and let me repeat it this way: is the freedom. The freedom, there is a freedom now of a love service instead of a law bondage, okay? There's a freedom now, there's no, this bondage because of law, let me repeat it, the, the law of God is very important, correct? Yeah, without it, there's no knowledge of sin, but the knowledge of sin comes through the law, but the law was not made for righteous people, it was made for sinners, and most time, when you see the law, even though there are positive things in the law of God, uh, most of the time it's a, it's a lot of thou shalt nots or things you shouldn't do, and it's a, it's a great restraining force, okay? And in the U.S. government, they're always trying to pass laws of restraining this or restraining that or you know, whatever. Of course, the heart of men has got to be changed uh, for it to even work here in the U.S. But, um, but, but faith is working through love, and so now we have a love service. It's, not, it's something greater than just a duty, okay? And uh, it's not a law bondage. It is a love service that we're giving, and God has set us free from the law to be able to see that the law is fulfilled, which is crazy. It's like, wow, what? The wisdom of God. And uh, because you were incapable of keeping the law and demonstrating love, and it was impossible until the spirit of love came into our lives, to let us live this out. So we are free from the law and we've been brought into a love service. Number, and well, let's, let's confirm this even more. Verse 13 says, um, for you were called to freedom, brethren. You were called to freedom, but what? Yes, and y'all are just, y'all just getting better and better and better at this through love, serving one another, and it excites me. But let's not turn our freedom into this opportunity for the flesh, which leads us to the next thing. Not only have we been, let's just say, we, we're free from this bondage of law, but he's also then done something else for us. We have the freedom, number two, here we write it down, we have the freedom of the Spirit instead of being bound to the flesh. And that's where you're ripping the place apart. You're just shouting like crazy. I can see it all over. Some of you are dancing around and you are so excited because your biggest battle is the flesh. Am I telling a lie? Yeah, we fight the devil. Yes, we, the world system and its philosophies and thinking, absolutely. But I would probably say that the flesh... Now, I looked up this word in the Greek, because there's two words for flesh in the Greek. One is the word soma, S-O-M-A, okay, meaning your body, more like, you know, it's a, some of you have a psychosomatic disease. <laughs> that just means it's all mental in your mind. I'm not talking about you folks. I'm talking about those that are listening on that. Psychosomatic, soma... Soma is the word for body and uh, in the Greek, but it means flesh, okay? But then there's the word sarx, S-A-R-X, kind of a, a few transliterating it into English. 
But uh, that's the word here. And that kind of flesh is more of a nature, a, 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 a spirit of disobedience, <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. And we know, you know, that that spirit of disobedience that resides in all people when they're born uh, is going to manifest itself in ways expressed in verse 19 and following, okay? I mean, no wonder, what, no wonder people are immoral, no wonder they are, uh, you know, impure, they're full of excess and license, that means sensuality, idolatry and sorceries, strife, jealousy, outbursts of angers, you ever met anybody like this? Have you ever looked in the mirror? Let me introduce you. <laughs> uh, disputes and factions and drunkenness and carousing, and he, just, he doesn't even finish the list. He says, and things like these. Okay? Now, okay. But the good news is today that he has made us free from the flesh to where we now can operate in the freedom of the Spirit. Okay. Uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Okay? Okay. Now, uh, how do you know if you're walking by the Spirit? Well, okay, so I'm going to give you four things. All right. Uh, four ways you can know but so there are parameters there are there's ways to measure uh, telling you last week that they're uh, you know going to seminars for Aaron staff they they uh, they give you a grant they want to know what are your measurements of how you're going to fulfill this and how you know you've done what this money is giving to you for and it's a win for you how do you know if it's a win for you or not how do you know well you got to have some measurements in place well how do you know if you're walking by the spirit or not well, he makes it clear for us right here in Galatians 5 and 6, okay? I'll try to be first with just a review of point one, but uh, okay. Yeah, something happened? Okay. The, uh, so how do you know? How do you know? What's verse 16 say? Go, go to verse 16. Let me say it. Verse 16. What, what is God's instruction to every single believer here? Say it again. Who's he saying that to? How about you? 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 Walk by the Spirit. That's what he's calling us to do. Okay? Well, how do you know if you're doing that? And if you do that, guess what? you won't find yourself entangled again into the yoke of bondage of the flesh. Because he says here, you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. That Y'all believe that? Really? Y'all believe that? <laughs> I'm just telling you. So here's the deal. Here's how we can know, because there's four parameters or four measurements, four ways we can know that we're walking. First of all is... Because you're going to bear, you're going to bear forth in your life. If you've been saved, you're going to be bear forth four things. All right, here they are. Number one, first of all, you're going to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, I'll try to make this quick. But the fruit of the Spirit, y'all name those nine things. Ready, go. Okay. 
you had to wait till the verse changed to get. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> okay, verse 22. Just quick review. You can go back and listen to last Sunday's message. In, in Is it on there? I don't know if it's on there. Did it get on? Yeah, it did get on there. Okay, so out of the, you got these three right here make a section. Patience, kindness, goodness make a section. Faithfulness, meekness, and self-control make a section. Okay, so three, three, and three. All right. The very, the very, the most important section, the most important word in this section is the word love. It's the most important one. It is the foundation for joy and peace. If you want joy and peace in your life, you go to have what? Operate in love. Okay. And um, uh, and so, and when you're walking in love, joy is going to show up, and you're going to have a peace that uh, you'll be at rest because you're walking in these. This is impossible without the Holy Spirit. So these three. Um, these three are states of being that you, can, that you can have because you have a relationship with God. States of being. Then, what's the next set? Patience, kindness, and goodness. What's the most important word? Patience is the most important word. Because patience is the foundation of kindness and goodness. Because I'm telling you, there are believers that have no patience or they have little patience, and guess what? They're not kind. And meanness comes out. And goodness is supposed to flow if we walk in patience okay which is possible only by the holy spirit this patience that we have kindness is going to show up and goodness will flow from our lives so patience is the most important word by the way when you got saved did you receive the holy spirit is he the spirit of love is he the spirit of patience um, okay, so you, you come down, then you get to the next, the next and last set. By the way, so um, these are states of being. These are like um, what you would call proclivities, um, uh, things that we have that we can show toward others, all right? And then faithfulness, well, you got faithfulness, meekness. New American Standard says gentleness, and I don't like that at all. It's it does mean gentleness, but it really means humility, where you've been meeked and broken. Not your spirit, but your will's been broken before God. And uh, so, against uh, meekness and self-control. Now, out of, that, out of that, which is the most important? Say it again. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. You will not have, um, you will not be meek. You will not be submitted. And this is why I've trying it into Daniel's sermon from the week before, that... Because the greatest challenge for all in that great message he preached was on is the is the is the that we have that we be walk in submission, okay. But if there's no faithfulness to God, no faith in God and faithfulness to God, I'm just telling you, submission ain't coming. All right, nor is self control. All right. So the most important word here is faithfulness, faith unto God, faithfulness, and then you will produce in our lives uh, this meekness that will come. And there's more explanation to all that on last Sunday's thing. So how do you know? The, the first, I'm just telling you, if you are born again of the Spirit of God, which is the only way to be born again, um, these fruit you're going to bear, love, patience, faith. By the way, through faith and patience, we will inherit the promises okay so remember so love love joy i mean yeah love joy and peace they are 
They are about you. Patience, kindness, goodness are about others. And faithfulness, meekness, and self-control are about God. Okay? So God's got it all covered. He's got all humanity covered. Yourself, others, and God in your relationship with God. And so um, the inward, the outward, and the upward. However you want to state it. Okay? All right there. It's all there. And you will bear this fruit if you say you've been born again. How many of you say you've been born again? And you're excited about it. Okay. Man, I am getting to preach to a patient people. And when it's 1215 and I'm still preaching. Well, I was asking my daughter, Andrew and Lindsay were here yesterday for the funeral and all this stuff. And, I, and they were talking, we're making plans. We got to go eat real quick and get out to their new house where they're moving to in Chelsea. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. I'm, I am excited about it. Uh, but, so, but we're trying to get a time when we're going to meet out there. And they go, well, what time do y'all get out of church? Oh, 1230, 1245. I go, whoa. <laughs> I don't feel so bad. Y'all got out at 1137 last week, though, I just. Okay. All right. That's, that's, there will be fruit bearing number two these are the measurements how you know you're walking by the spirit because you got to know you got to know if you're in a win situation or not you got to know if you're obeying because the lord said do what walk by the spirit matter of fact in verse 26 chapter 5 he says keep in step with the spirit matter of fact what 526 hadn't planned to go here but it's a good one. Oh, 525 sorry um if we if we live by the spirit let us also what? Walk by the Spirit. Now that's a different Greek word than the one in verse 16, but it just simply means that we're walking in step together in line with Jesus. Okay. Now, number two, second, second one. Chapter 6, <clears throat> verse 2. What's that say? bear there's four things you're going to bear as a believer you're going to bear fruit of the spirit number two you're going to bear what one another's burdens and therefore fulfill the law of christ the law of christ here meaning basically it's the law of love and meaning basically it's the law of voluntary self-sacrifice okay um so bear how do you know if you're walking by the Spirit? You will be a load carrier. Now, in particular, he's really referring back to verse 1 because there are those who sometimes are caught in a trespass. And it says, You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. Bear one another's burdens. Okay. And this word bear here really means heavy, crushing loads. There are some people even recently bearing heavy, crushing loads. Some because of sin. Some because of just personal suffering. Some for other responsibilities and things that are going on in their life. 
bear one another's burdens. By the way, a big thank you to all who stayed after yesterday. We had to get this place completely changed downstairs after you know get ready for the Hispanic church to have their thing last night down down there. And for all of you who stayed and helped uh, get everything put up, thank you. I went home and was smashed. <laughs> uh, until we had to get up and go to the Natalie Grant concert last night. Yay. God was in the house at the Lyric Theater last night. My daughter got all that together. And mom and dad got to go with the children. And God showed up in the house last night. Um, anyway. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So one of us blows it in here, what are we going to do? One of us messes up, what are we going to do? You come alongside. And we're going to love and try to restore and renew. We're going to encourage. We're going to do whatever we can. Sometimes tough words, sometimes not tough words. Sometimes you don't need to say nothing. Now that was good southern language. I'm just telling you, sometimes the ministry of silence means a bunch. No, your presence, but don't say anything. Ask Job. I'm reading through Job right now. Miserable friends, he said. Miserable comforters are all of you, he said. And they were his brethren in Christ. They were basically, they were all giving all this theological counsel. Keep your mouth shut. There are just times you need to say something, and there's a lot of times you don't need to say nothing. But just your presence being there. Just giving a hug, and that's all you got to do. Now, everybody's not huggers, but anyway. Um, if this is not a measurement in your life to know that you're walking by the Spirit, this is it. If this is not true in your life, it's time to examine ourselves. Number three. The third thing is found in chapter 6, verse 7, 8, following. So here's the third parameter, the third measurement, third way you can know that you're walking by the Spirit. By the way, if you walk this way, will you fulfill the desires of the flesh? Nope. Nope. Verse 7. So don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Uh, you ain't gonna fool him. <laughs> oh, that this this principle I'm fixing to talk about, that's true for everybody else, but for me, not really. I can no. No. Whatever a man sows, what? He will also reap. And next, for the one who sows to his own flesh, 
will from the flesh reap corruption, decay, ruin, spoiling. Uh, you can go on from there. Um, again, let me refer back to the movie I talked about yesterday when Rhoda and I went to see The Blind. By the way, we try to go support all good Christian movies that we can, and uh, uh, if possible. And uh, he, after him and Kay were married, he began to sow to his flesh and the drugs and the alcohol and the bar hopping and everything he was doing with his buddies and stuff for all that. And did he face corruption? ruining his own life, ruining his marriage, lost his, his sons were taken away from him. You know, he ended up in living in a small little trailer that looked like a pigsty. I mean, it was just horrible what he did in those 10 years. And threw away, of course, he, he purposely did not go into uh, play football professionally, which he could have. All of it gone. All of it gone. If you sow to your flesh, if you sow to... Um, let's not say soma here, but sarks. If you flow to the flesh, you'll have the flesh reap corruption. But what does he say next? But the one who sows to the spirit will what? Reap eternal life. Keep going. And so verse 9 and 10 really matter. And what does it say in verse 9? He says there, let us not lose heart in what? Doing good. For in due time or due season, we will reap if we do not grow weary. And I think we even sang about that today, too. And I'm about as tired as I've ever been in my life. And so I get to listen to the word of God and take heed to what's being said here. And not letting myself lose, become faint-hearted weary but I found out I'm not the only weary one <laughs> I have all these witnesses um, but this is in connection with um, doing good let us not lose heart in doing good for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary and then so verse 10 says what so then let's And doing good, how do you know if you're doing good? Doing good, always good, is all about being beneficent. Brings blessing. That's how you know. If the action you're taking brings blessing, if it brings ben beneficial things to someone else, that's how you know. And to him that knows to do good and does not do it, to him, it is sin. James 4.13. And the only way to overcome evil, how do you overcome evil? Say it again. With good. That is it. So how do you know if you're walking by the Spirit? Because he told you to do what? Walk by the Spirit. Did he not instruct us? How many of you are alive today because of the Spirit of God? I'm talking about inside. Yes. If you live by the Spirit, then let us also what? Walk by the Spirit. Well, what are the measurements? What's the parameters? How do you know if you're walking by the Spirit? Because he tells us to pay a thing. 
set your mind on the things of the spirit, Romans 8, not on things of the flesh, the thoughts of God, the ways of God. So how do you know if you are? Number one, are you bearing fruit? Uh, number two, are you bearing one another's burdens? How about seed bearing? That's number three. Sow, sowing seed, sowing seeds of kind. Remember the song, Bringing in the Sheaves? <laughs> A few of us here, sowing seeds of kind. Of what? I needed my handbook. I had, I had the whole verse the other day. It's all gone from me. And you'll be, you'll be doing what? Bringing in the sheaves. Oh, you don't even know what sheaves are, do you? Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. It's amazing. At Alan's funeral the other day, and we, I had the whole congregation sing his favorite song when we all get to heaven. Half the people there didn't even know it. But praise God, the other half that did, they were singing to the top of their lungs. Um, sowing seeds of kindness, sowing in the noonday and the dewy eve. Sowing, you're sowing, 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 sowing. So here we are, fruit-bearing, here we are, burden-bearing, and here we are, seed-bearing. Casting seed everywhere. The seed of what? Goodness. Good deeds, good things that bless and benefit people. That's how you know if you're walking by the Spirit. You can know. I love the Word of God because, you know, you can know you're saved. Ain't no guesswork to it. You can know that you've been born again. You can know you're walking by the Spirit. <laughs> Is the fruit being born in your life? Are you bearing fruit? Are you bearing burdens? And are you bearing good seed? Sowing to the Spirit. And let us then, verse 10, while we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially to those who are the household of faith. Now there's one more. One more. I know you can't believe it. He's getting through these three points in the amount of time he is. Miracles never cease. The last one here is verse 17. How do you know? Verse 17 says, from now on, Paul's writing, let no one cause trouble for me. For what? Bearing what? In fact, I think it says the same thing in the King James Version. The brand marks of Jesus. I had not planned it this way, but since this is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, I can. Back in those days, slaves, as you know, were marked. They were branded, right? Or even in the Hebrew days, they, you know, they stuck a, put it all through your ear, put a, they pierced your ear and put an earring there. You were marked. Soldiers were marked. Um, criminals were marked. Special marks put on them. And it goes on from there. Now, what was it with Paul without going? I would love to go to 1 Corinthians 11 and 2 Corinthians 4 and just 
What did he have? How about stripes? How about stones? He was beaten with rods three times. He was uh, whipped 39 stripes. So 40 stripes saved one, 39, five times. And you, I bear on my body, he said, the brand marks of Jesus. Now, I don't have those yet. I have these other three going on in my life, but I don't have this one yet but a bunch of our brothers and sisters do man Paul writes in Hebrews chapter 12 and he says you know what you have not yet resisted in your unto blood in your struggle against sin but Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 4 that those who have suffered in the flesh they're done they're suffered in the body they are done with the flesh Come on. And I do believe that there are marks on our character that the world and evil people have put on us. There are marks on our spirit or on our emotions or whatever. God healed those. But, uh, you know, there's different ways to bear the, the, the brand marks of Jesus. But he's talking about on his body. And he, he was telling these other troublemakers, these other false apostles and these other... Judaizing teachers that were trying to get them to go back under law and under um, uh, circumcision in order to be saved and justified. Uh, he said, I'm telling you right now, let no one cause trouble for me anymore because I'm the real deal. And here's the proof I'm beaten up all over the place. What kind of scars did he have on his body? Now, so how far, how far will you go? How far will you go in your stand for Christ? Let's, not, let's take that out of the picture. Just sharing the gospel with somebody, how far would we go? To what extent will we serve Jesus? I, I'm asking me. I haven't been to jail yet. I haven't been arrested yet. I, I, I haven't. I preached in prison. But I could walk out. But, I mean, how far will you go to serve the Lord? How far will you go to be true to him? What, what will you do? And, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not picking just on Donovan and his, his, but I am picking on his age group. I'm just saying, and, and, the other, and Nathan and young people. Because the gener what you're going to face in your generation, I'm, I'm talking about if you go be true to Jesus. I'm, I'm talking about if you go be true to Jesus. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm talking... It's bad enough for my, my generation. But I've lived my life. I mean, if I died right now, I mean, I've lived a full life and a good life. I, I'm just close. I've got to shut it down. I'm, I'm just trying to share that there in the Scripture are measurements and things God has said that let us know if we are walking by the Spirit or not. And I've just given you four solid ways you can know if you are walking by the Spirit. And if you ever lay any of these aside, you're in trouble. I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And I preach to myself.
So here's the closing thrust. Here it is. So back chapter 5, verse 1. Here's the closing thing. It was for freedom. King James Version says, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. New American Standard Version says it was for freedom that Christ set us free. He set us free from the law. He set us free from sin and death. He set us free from the flesh. And you were excited about that with joy. Unspeakable and full of glory. And he's brought us into a freedom of a love service and a freedom of operating our life by the Spirit of God. And now we know how we walk by the Spirit. And you've got four ways to measure it in your own life. And here's the challenge. What? In your freedom. So I'm, I'm challenging everyone today. Keep standing firm in your freedom. And do what? Do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Don't let yourself, I'm preaching to me, don't let yourself become entangled again with a yoke of bondage. I hate bondage. Being bound. I, I was there for a number of years. You know it. And God set me free. And I had to rise above many things. Yes, I made a ton of mistakes. But I'm going to say, God's taught me about those mistakes. God's helped me correct. And God's helped me move on. And, you know, and now I have the evidence of knowing that I'm walking by the Spirit. By the Spirit. Let's stand on feet.